It is a Mulcare Monday, which means we bring in the former leader of the federal NDP, Thomas Mulcair, for his insights. Nice to have you. Happy Monday. <laughs> Good to be with you, John. Actually, can we start with the uh, liberal retreat? Because yeah. there's a lot of stuff going on in here. It really does seem like they're trying for a reset. And I look at that Susan Delacourt interview with Justin Trudeau, and I think, right. you know, that was probably a very smart decision to say, to take a, a very canny and uh, clever national columnist and give her the prime minister and then she can write a profile saying he's still in the game yes and susan delacour has always been a big fan of justin trudeau's anybody who's read her stuff knows that which she is exactly as you describe her very seasoned very wise you know columnist she's written for years about politics and she she took a look at trudeau and said yeah the guy's still there now what is in fact happening, in my view, is that Trudeau is taking the very good, clever communications people that he's just hired onto his team, and they're the ones who are saying, okay, boss, so, you know, do a one-on-one with Delacorte. She, she, she said, it'll do you no harm, but you, you've got to start talking and giving these more deep interviews where you, you set out your view for what you think you can do if you get another mandate. John, I don't believe that Trudeau come the month of June, if his numbers are still tanking the way they are now is going to say, yeah, and I'm going to ask Canadians to give me another four years of mandate. I don't think that that's going to happen. I think he's a realist and he knows that he's worth a lot in the current market. And if he gets thumped in the election, uh, that might go down a great deal. So keep an eye on Trudeau. He's going to try to, as you say, set reset, at least in people's minds. But, you know, as we're looking at this, so it's one thing to have a fan like Susan Delacourt saying nice things about you, but it's quite another when you've got a serious business group like the Business Council of Canada. You know, Heidi Golder is a really serious person looking at the numbers, looking at the budget saying you do realize that, you know, you're so-called anchors that you have in your budget plan to try to get somewhere near budget, you know, reality soon, that would require $12 billion a year of cuts. I mean, this is the type of thing that people who are looking at this from the economic sector, from the big banks, from the business groups are saying, Mr. Trudeau, you've accomplished a certain number of things, but if you want to talk reality and budgets, it's not enough for you to point at the conservatives and say, aha, they're a bunch of mega, you know, Trump types. You've got to look at your numbers and those numbers are good even before the pandemic hit john trudeau had already overspent by a hundred billion dollars and it's continued and there's no way for them to reel in their budget numbers right now not with anything they've talked about or any plan that they have that's where poidiev comes in poidiev all he has to do is say i'm going to do it differently we're going to approve projects fast it doesn't really matter that none of this stuff holds together it's just another way of looking at things canadians are worried about their own finances they're looking at their government saying when are you guys going to do something about your finances as well let me circle back to something you were just mentioning and that's the characterization of canada's conservatives as maga and mm. it's probably about two months ago I was interviewing a member of the Liberal Caucus, and he used the expression MAGA twice. And I stopped him down, and I said, is this the new instruction? Is this the new yeah. marching orders? Yeah. Is this the new branding? And he didn't confirm it, but I, I have to think it's part of their messaging. It is, but they've got to be careful, because th they have this caucus retreat in Montreal at the Queen Elizabeth Hotel, right downtown, you know, trying to get everybody to look at them for a few days. They are talking about, they have Christ, Kristen Hellman, the Canada's excellent ambassador to the United States, is going to be one of the people talking to them. While they're going to be talking about the impending nomination of Donald Trump as the Republican candidate, and the very real chance, John, that Trump might be president again. So that's supposed to be a bogeyman on the horizon, and they've got to talk about how they're going to deal with it. Insulting Trump 
and the Republicans might be gratifying, but I'm not sure it's smart politics because we're going to have to deal with them. You know, remember Pierre Trudeau's admonition about, oh, it's like a, a mouse in bed with an elephant. No matter how the beast twists and turns, you're going to be, you know, kind of feel it. You're going to be affected by it. That's the reality that we have to deal with looking at Trump's, the possible re-election of Donald Trump. So you can't have it both ways. You can't, on the one hand, say, hmm, you know, the Americans are a really important influence in our lives. And we've got to take that seriously and listen to the ambassador. And then on the other hand, use Donald Trump's political messaging as a swear word to attack your adversaries. You can't have it both ways. Meanwhile, um, interesting stuff from the Premier of Quebec, who piped up last week about uh, refugees and asylum seekers and immediately got a response. And yes. meanwhile, in Ontario, we're like, or in, in Toronto, we're like, hey, what about us? Yes. Uh, clearly, my old friend Olivia Chow forgot to say, s'il vous plaît, uh, because <laughs> she got a very different reaction, which was to be attacked off the record, which is always interesting, by liberal MPs who wouldn't identify themselves saying, this is terrible. She's putting a squeeze play on it. Yes. Olivia Chow is looking at her numbers, her books and saying, why am I getting stuck with this in my budget? So here's the 10.5% increase in property taxes for the gta pretty well the norm across canada right now john unfortunately and by the way there's another six percent coming unless the feds pony up the cash to help us pay for what we're paying for right now which is this record number of asylum seekers and we just don't have the resources to do that on our own so so far it's been radio silence from the feds with regard to toronto except for these background attacks and on the quebec side immediately dominic leblanc who's in charge of you know interprovincial and, and government relations you know with the provinces from the feds he said oh we're going to have to take a serious look at that now there's been no cash put on the table yet but there will be obviously because trudeau doesn't want to have a fight with francois de if he's looking at the horizon of the next election indeed how, how does that work how can you say no to ontario where it's actually the city of toronto that picks up the biggest tab and then say yes to quebec obviously that's that's something that they're going to have to be discussing at their caucus retreat in Montreal. And one last issue, the Business Council of Canada sending a letter to the feds saying that the current administration, Justin Trudeau and company, are undermining the Canadian economy by failing to demonstrate any amount of restraint. I think that it's the last part of that point, the point that you just made that's the most important. And any sign of restraint, you, you heard, you know, the numbers came through in the mini budget in the fall. And then the first thing they did was Turn to the military. Well, you guys better, you know, cut by $1 billion. Our military is already an embarrassment. The, the Americans just don't know what to say or do with us anymore. We're not credible partners in NATO. We're not doing our fair share. We're nowhere near, John, the 2% that's required. So the first thing we're going to do is cut the military. Anita Anand, by the way, very good public administrator. She's a good manager. And she's basically in charge of passing the hat. I remember Patty Haidu, who has an important role in Indigenous Crown Relations. I remember her just looking at the cameras and saying, well, I'm just going to let my colleague come in and tell me exactly which part of our constitutionally obligated payments to First Nations I'm supposed to cut. So it's not an easy thing to do when you've been increasing way above inflation all of your spending since you got elected. Trudeau's first budget, 2016. Since that day, he's been spending too much. He just doesn't know how to reel it in. He's never been an... He's been all about the image of Canada, the image of Justin Trudeau. Well, you know, we'll all remember Bill Morneau's book. He said, you know, everything they do is about Justin Trudeau. It's not about the country. So th they're more concerned about him and his image and how to get him reelected than they are about looking at the books. Trudeau's answer to everything is we have a lower 
G- debt to GDP ratio than our G7 colleagues, but that doesn't get you to first base. It's not. It's it's cold comfort when everything is in in great difficulty on the economic front right now, as it is in Canada. Thank you, sir. Always a pleasure. Talk to you soon, John. That's a Mulcair Monday with the former NDP leader Thomas Mulcair.